Lucky you. 36 best holes in golf. Alternate Shots Podcast. Barney's Army. Where we talk about golf. Sandy. Poker. James Bond. Horse racing. Double. Classic movies. Zenyatta. We have no script. Down the stretch they come. We are glad you joined us. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. (laughs) Hey, Billy, we're back at it again. And guess who we have? We have the more popular, the more interesting, the more fascinating, the better storyteller, Collins, of the famous (laughs) Collins family. What do you think about that? I don't know. Another Collins, uh, you know, if it was another Tom Collins, they might have to put me to sleep. So <laughs> welcome aboard, Marty. It's great to have you. Uh, you know, uh, when my dad and uh, first started Caddy and he introduced himself uh, to Gene and he said, I'm Pat Collins. He goes, uh, Collins, uh, you bet you have a, a brother named Tom Collins. And he goes, hey, Tommy, no you. <laughs> <laughs> and this is at the uh, Caddy dinner. And 1976, Rabbit of the Year, Martin Collins. So, Gene, uh, I remember him saying that to you. I, I don't know if I got the year right. It was very competitive. And the, the Gene Hayden Award was unbelievably uh, competitive. Uh, I started in 75, uh, the autumn. I didn't turn eight. I didn't turn um, 10 until, you know, they, we didn't want to break any, uh, you know, laws. You know, so, so until August. But I caddied in September and October when um, my dad needed some caddies. It's been outings I caddied. and uh, But then the uh, first full year was the next year. So I, that's, I caddied on Caddy's Day, though. That was my first loop. For my papa, my father's father, and uh, uh, Johnny Nixon and Jimmy Nixon, who ran the caddy shack down uh, below with the hot dogs and hamburgers, the Nixon brothers, and uh, it was the best. I, I it was the best loop to this day. <laughs> well, I carried the bag one hole, and then they uh, let me play, and they all sit. Well, aside from the Collinses being ever present, the the present the the delivery system that runs in your family is is also classic. Uh, I remember great. years ago, my uh, my cousin and I used to play uh, 72 holes in a day. We'd play Simonoy, uh sandwich in both sides of Wingfoot. So one day we're finishing the West course and we come through the archway and your dad uh, immediately sees us coming and says to the caddies, get these bags down to one East. These boys are setting records. I love it. He yeah. he was on, he knew what you guys were up to. That is yeah, so absolutely. Cool. What yeah. a great day that, wow. I've, you know, that is fantastic to play all those in one day. Wow. Yeah. Well, we do it around June 21st. So we had tons of daylight. Probably did uh, it four or five years in a row. How about your legs? Good. Your legs, Martin. How many loops have you ever made in one day? What- Only a couple of years ago, just, just maybe three years ago, I did uh, 54 holes. And um, we were at the, uh, it was getting dark. And uh, another caddy walked up and he goes, guess what? I just hit 54. I'm like, yeah, so did I. And then I did it again the next day. So back back to back 54. And I got to check my nose. I think the next day or the day before it, I played 18 and then drove out and played Beth Page Black and carried my own. Wow. (laughs) Well, Beth Page Black is like 36 holes. It's so long. Exactly. One of the 73 things or 173 that make Wingfoot the best is uh, the walkability, how easy it is to walk. And uh, not so much at Beth Page <laughs> with Steve Frangiola. That was my That's first right. loop. <laughs> Steve Frangiola. Yeah. I think it was everybody's first loop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I got to think of my first loop. But I remember being af- afraid of 
basically one hole and it was 12 east because oh. we already <laughs> done 11 holes and it was this big long and i had these you know i didn't you know 10 years old how, how long your legs right you know oh yeah. yeah oh but i got a great story for you one of my first this is i just started in the autumn and believe it or not they had a club tournament in like um october and it was like the royal and ancient or yeah i believe it was the royal and ancient it was and it was tom collins and ray uh, ray noletti as partners oh. and i'm 10 years old we win the match on 15 west and i don't know maybe they didn't quite like the other members or something but they were hand they walked in there was no playing in so we walked in from 15 west to the clubhouse I got home and I told my brothers, I told my other brothers, I said, I don't think I can do this. I don't think I can caddy. Why? What happened? What happened? I go, I go, I, I walked from 15 West all the way. Oh, don't worry. You're going to get breaks every couple of hundred yards when you caddy. Yeah. <laughs> but I did it at one straight line. So I got you thrown to the fire. You weren't oh, thinking that, was that. You were thinking of how that Burton piece of crap strap was tying uh, into your shoulder over here and giving you, uh, you know, ditches in your shoulder and bleeding you had a leather bag with two dozen golf balls in it that was a, a weighted down because it got in the rain we wore jeans um with a little rivet on the side so that would bang into you. you'd have thin t-shirts and heavy bags that would rip your shoulder oh yeah we it was uh, it was we didn't dress the best back then you almost enjoyed the fall because you could put another layer on now there's five or six caddies that I know, and I've known a lot of caddies, and there aren't any better than you. And you're in that five or six from a standpoint of the whole package, when to talk, when to not talk, when to read a green, when to say, no, it's a five iron. Oh, important. What, when did you feel comfortable at that, that first fall? That you, but when, how quickly were you comfortable in directing guys like around the golf course, if, whether it was a two handicapper or a 20 handicapper? It, the feedback and you wouldn't believe it how quickly and early I got it because I would pick up on, on nuances and, and you guys understand this um, like before uh, yardage caps and, and, and guns and, and everybody knows exactly what yardage is. Two West is one of the great holes in Winkfoot because the elevation is a half a club and the bunker is kind of into the green a quarter of a club maybe so you, you definitely into the north wind you could take two extra clubs just to get to the center of the green if you take the bunker on i caddied for the Harmon roys i've caddied for some great players my early i was with harvey hoyt which was a great player played in the club championships so i learned uh, that that you need an extra club or two to to get up there so i would you know after the first hole i would know oh this guy can hit a seven iron 150 or whoever i'm caddying for and we get to the second hole they take a drive and then he'd go take the club out of the bag and i'd hold on to it oh you got to use this one. And they, they look and they, they couldn't believe it. I was no, as everybody said, he's no bigger than the bag, but <laughs> I just knew that that one. And then, so things like that, I picked up early because, uh, and the, one of the main reasons I think is the camaraderie. We had so many caddies and we hung out by that railing right by Gene's office. And we were all like from uh, Peter Malloy and Richie Baker and uh, Bobby Morrell and, um, uh keith shaw and me and uh colin porter and like there was just so many of us it was a huge group so we all tied stories and talked about it and got better through each you know like through each other but one of the the, the things that was i i loved doing was 
my, from my older brother than I started doing was uh, we made our own yardage books back then. We, we were the first. And um, we would go out and especially and get pin placements for the Anderson. And then they started to put the little silver things on the trees or they put the white birches on the side. It was one of the most interesting uh, loops of all time. Danny Green, he made it to the uh, quarterfinals. He lost the loop list in the uh, quarters. Um, there was, um, there was uh, eight, eight players. Six of them had wingfoot caddies and one of them was a wingfoot caddy, <laughs> Andrew Sabota. <laughs> that was awesome. That was a great time, that U.S. Amateur. Uh, Danny Green was, uh, he was, you know, five foot ten which, or, 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 no, or shorter, which was about four inches shorter than the average. He weighed about 240 uh, on that frame. And he had the ham sandwich grip and the tongue out and wore socks up to his just low. The, the guy was a professional gambler. And if you looked at him, you'd probably be like, oh, I'll play this guy. And then he'd hit shots and you'd be like, he was one of the greatest putters I ever saw. And the amateur was one of the greatest tournaments that I've ever watched at Wingfoot because you could walk side by side with Martin and Danny Green or Andrew Sabota. And he went to what, the quarters too? He was in a group ahead of us, and the, the whole what about world. Brian, was Brian Harmon in that also? Uh, not in that. He played in that event, uh, but he didn't make it. I don't know if he made it to the quarters. We I lost to Luke, yeah. Luke List. Luke List beat us. Ryan uh, Moore was the winner. Ryan Moore. He, he was a, um, a friend of mine's son went to school with him, and we, we took him to Sirenoy the day before his wing foot practice ran. Oh, and wow. uh, it was a funny thing because we came on uh, another kid, a pretty good young kid at, at Sirenoy, who said, um, let's, said to Brian, let's play for money. And Brian Harmon, who was just a kid himself, looked at me and says, please, Mr. Regan, tell me it's OK to play him for some money. I was like, no, Brian, <laughs> I, I didn't bring you here to fleece the members. Forget it. He <laughs> shot like a 66 at, at Sirenoy his first time around. What about over the years you you went through some really good players at wingfoot too and there's competition at wingfoot the club championship certainly a great competition you've been in oh. center stage of that i grabbed bobby's loop after he retired from caddy and, and took his team it was his team uh sonia and mckinney to the uh to win the anderson and then i also won the anderson seniors with um david brookerson one of the finest players of all time in the anderson amateurs ever he hit 18 greens on the west course somebody asked me about who you know who i've caddied for and i've at wingfoot i've caddied for eight u.s open winners eight wow. u.s wow. i mean it's incredible i mean right so maddie fitzpatrick oh tiger woods lee jansen andy north raymond floyd arnold palmer ken venturi and tom watson uh, I, I took away just um, I would look at them and, and 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 be like Andy North is one of the nicest people I've ever met and it's nice to be around you know just really nice people and Arnold Palmer was the king uh, to be around uh, you know like just yeah I guess just uh, treat people nicely and be happy and just be uh, you know uh, that that is definitely a um, a, tra a trait that I'd like to keep doing it. So tell us from your own perspective. You went down on the West course with Palmer. Tell us that whole story, right? All right. <laughs> it's a fun one. It, it is a fun one. Um, uh, it, it, we, it was a corporate outing. 
and it was Xerox, Xerox Corporation. And we um, didn't, we didn't do the um, course like um, we did the old school. I don't think they do it, don't do it this way anymore in many outings. But um, I drove, Arnie and I drove out to uh, Seven West and parked ourselves there for the day. Um, he gave me his, Ro he goes, here, put this on. I wore his Rolex watch. <laughs> my little arm, I could barely lift my arm. It was so big. Two whole, sometime or one whole gap. And then we would just chat and talk. And I'd, I was hitting, I'd hit chips and putts with him. And we would, he'd play the hole. And then I'd be in the cart. I'd drive him back to the tee box. So I, I drove him back to the tee box, you know, 18 times, you know. And so we chatted. We were like the whole day. We spent the whole day together. We had, I had a great time with them. I felt so, uh, you know, like I chipped in one time and he looked at me. And um, Arnie's a uh, good best friend, a um, uh, really good friend is uh, his dentist friend, um, is a cat he took pictures with unbeknownst him. i didn't even know he was taking pictures out there oh, doc and giffen doctor yeah doc and he um doc took some beauties and uh action photos and like i got a picture of me like uh making a shot and like arnie looking at me like wow like this and i'm like god i can't believe these uh photos that i have i mean they're they're just so special um it was a great day we just we had a fabulous day and we were, i thought we were like oh you guys know each other a little bit yeah so um the outing's over we head back in and um uh now the guys are grab them from xerox there's they're in suits the suits grab them and um i put my ba his bag down by um you know just by the lower locker there and they they're um they're scooting him into the locker room i'm sure they got dinner they got to talk you know like he's got to give talks and stuff so and arnie's like okay I'll go there. so i'm like arnie you got anything you put in the bag you know like balls and tees i didn't want to go inside in the clubhouse with his tees and balls i do it like that all the time and um he goes he just gave me the glove and he goes no I, here put here thing and he goes you know thanks brian something <laughs> like that <laughs> and I, I just like, you know, now you got to remember, I've, I've been in the cat yard. We got some, uh, you know, like uh, you, you stand up for your rights in the, uh, or you're going to get run over. Like, so I go, I just look up and go, no problem, Jack, you got it. And I took, <laughs> took and it, it just flowed out of my mouth, like just as quick and as easy like that. Like there wasn't anything else I was going to say. You call me by the wrong name. I got to call you by the wrong name. So the, the, the Xerox guys I've never seen a, a change like they went from the quickest, fastest. We got to go to they stopped. They stopped and looked at me and he goes, do you know who this is? <laughs> like, do I do? And I'm like, going. I want to, you know, do I know who it is? Yeah. Just spent, you know, eight hours with him. Yeah. I, I kind of got an idea. I think, I, I think he looks familiar. I got, I got a little idea, pal. And he goes, he goes, um, well, it's this on a Palmer. He goes, yeah. And I'm Martin Collins, not, you know, not yeah. Brian. And oh, you know, the look on, oh, sorry. Oh, I get it. Okay. So then they go in the clubhouse and I'm like, ah, that's the end of it. That's just fine. You know, I said, I stuck up for my name, you know. So the next day, I'll, I'll never forget some. I'm on the West course and I'm on one West. I go to nine West. I'm cutting to 10 and I'm just, you know, got my head down. I'm uh, walking past 18 green and my dad, hey, Marty, Marty, hey, dad, yeah, come on, give it. And, and I, go, uh, <laughs> what's, I go, what's up? I go, there's a couple of guys from Xerox in the pro shop. They want to talk to you. And I go, I, I'll never forget. I go, I was only, I go, I, I was only joking. <laughs> you know, like, like what, what are they going to arrest me or something? Uh, so I, you know, I'm paranoid. So, um, so I put the bags on the tee and I go inside and I look at the guys they are, they're hanging, you know, when you go into the bowl pro shops, it's to the left there. They're just, they're two, two gentlemen in, in suits, you know, you Xerox, Xerox and um, they're, oh, oh, Martin. Oh, hi, Martin. Yeah. I go, 
they they have this um, brown papered um, package, and it's you know it's this big by this big. It's you know they go Arnold Palmer had a wonderful day with you yesterday, and he wanted you to have this as appreciation of working with you. Uh, if you working for him, and I'm like, oh my god, now I'm like, oh my god, or I'm not in trouble. <laughs> and and I open it up, and it's a framed picture, one of those action photos of me and Arnie, and it's best wishes, Arnold Palmer, and it's oh. and it's a keepsake. I mean, it's one of the greatest things, awesome. greatest gift ever. Like I mean, it was, and and after he died, I've seen all these, and and Arnie did a thousand of these. Like he, he was that way. If 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 he he was just he made sure everybody was happy with uh, with him so that's there's, that's my Arnie story there's one fact i want to clear up how far down into mamarinity did you get with that rolex on your left wrist <laughs> <laughs> oh god that thing well I'm he like, wouldn't I, have I, missed I, it I, first of all I, I couldn't believe how you know beautiful you know the rolex washes are like they're just they, to me i i don't think i've seen one up close at that time and then and then it was like you know oh my god i could have put i could have put it over both of my wrists yeah <laughs> biggest hands I've ever shook was Johnny Unitas. I, I drove a cart out to give the group something. Um, and I'll, I'll never forget on like 16 West and they, 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 they run this out, you know, they give a phone message back then. Nobody had phones. Like, very important. You know, I, was, I drove a cart out and uh, Bobby was caddying for him and I shook his hand and I, I, my hand got lost in his hand. It was unbelievable. But that's the uh, that was Wingfoot. There's always uh, I always say, you know, like if people say, who have you caddied for, like famous or whatever? I always say, well, um, put it into a category like politician, actor, football player, baseball player, because there'd be Otherwise somebody we'll be here all day. You so, go out and play 36 holes in a couple of weekends and you get to pick two guys. One's a golfer and one's a celebrity. And who's going to fill out your threesome? You're, maybe Bobby's going to play with you as the fourth. But you get to pick the other two guys, and anybody you pick is going to come and play 36 holes with you. Who would you pick? Yeah, well, that's simple. Uh, my dad would be uh, would be one. That's uh, right there. And, um, oh, boy. Hey, you know, we'd have, a, have some fun. We'll put a, uh, a pro in there. And uh, um, uh, Arna Palmer. <laughs> you know, what the heck? We'll bring Arnie back. Uh, I'm caddy for that group. Yeah, I love it. We asked Alicia Debos who she would play with if she had one spot, uh, Annika Sorenstam or Arnold Palmer. And she thought about it for a while and she said, oh, Arnold Palmer. He's so charming. Uh, yeah, he's handsome. Uh, what makes him so charming? You spent a day with him. He he talks to people like they're they're you know they're very very important. Somebody asked for an autograph and then they wouldn't have the pen. They'd have to go in the clubhouse. He'd wait for them. You know how oh sorry, you don't have, you don't have the pen. I'm sorry, I gotta go. You know <laughs> he'd wait for them and then sign it. You know at whatever they wanted signed. You know like so he would. I, uh, I I had that experience with him myself in Las Vegas in a pro am, walking from the 18th green to the uh, locker room. He signed every autograph. It wasn't like he signed as he went. He waited till no one was asking again. It took him 45 or 50 minutes to get into that locker room. It was um, unbelievable. So, Martin, a lot of things have changed over the years, especially in caddying. I know a bunch of caddies down here in Florida who have a very uh, interesting uh, cadre. Like you have guys that you caddy for. And in the old days, Billy, you and I know you'd sit there and Gene Haven, hey, Billy Regan, go get Billy and Bobby Kuntz. You know, that's how you found out. Nowadays, you know ahead of time, right, Marty? How's that? How's that evolved? 
like a guy will tell you they're coming up. How has that evolved with the cell phone and text messaging and all that? And and the county well, master has to cooperate with that as well, I assume, right? Right, definitely. We'll definitely have to. Many caddies that have guys that they caddy for, you know, and they'll they'll tell them, you know, uh, they're going to play tomorrow, you know, at ten o'clock. And then they're, if they're smart, they tell uh, Dave, you know, Dave, you know, my guy is playing tomorrow at ten o'clock. Okay, great. You know, so Dave pencils it in, so he knows, you know, what's going on. And then, um, uh, listen, there's guys in Florida that I know that um, they don't make a loop without uh, the before, the night before. They know the they know the loop. Every every loop they make is uh, set up the night before, and, and oh, that to me, it's just brilliant. I mean, but here's the other thing I wanted to ask you. This is always my philosophy. Let's say you went out as a with with a caddy, and on the second hole, it just cats and dogs, and you rained out for the day. I have my philosophy. When you go out and you're going to take a caddy and that's something like that, Mother Nature ruins the day. I Let's say the caddy fee is twenty. I paid 120 I don't it's think, true. oh, we only went two holes, blah, 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 blah. Do you think that's the right way of thinking about it? If you were the member or if you're the caddy, what do you think? <laughs> wow, I'm still a caddy. Of course I picked that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I just think that's the right thing to do, you know, right? I, Oh, it's a wonderful gesture. And uh, there's one one member who who does that with me um, who said, it, what, it's not your fault it rained. <laughs> and then right. he says, PV, if you remember PV, if they go more than two holes, they got to pay in full. <laughs> he, he, had a, he had a formula. But uh, I like your uh, gesture better, though. Martin, um, Arnold Palmer, Ray Floyd, Kevin Turi, Andy North, Lee Jansen, Tiger Woods, Matt Fitzpatrick, and Tom Watson – Yes. What 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 do you remember about going around with Tom Watson? Because boy, could he he was like to me the perfect person for Wingfoot because he could hit it long, he he hit it through the wind. He has a good chipping game, reasonably good putter back then, right? Oh, I used to love. I mean, his his the waggle and then the the you know the speed of like I watched him on a YouTube uh, take a club out. Uh, at Augusta on 15 and then get up there. And I swear he hit the shot within seven seconds. Uh, he knew exactly what he wanted to do. And that was so, talk about repetitive swings. But I would love that. I was, he was on the range hitting balls and I was um, I was watching him and he was he peppered the top of the net with a driver and because he didn't want it to hit it onto 80s fairway. And he literally could have hit it over 80s fairway if he wanted to. But um, he was just hitting these uh, shots uh, out of respect for Wingfoot. And then um, I was on the first day. Is the first tee open? I'm like, oh, no, no, they're almost gone. I hit a few more. <laughs> so for those people that don't know the crappiest driving range in all of golf, it's at Wingfoot. But it's yeah. convenient. It's right there off the white tee uh, on uh, one west. But what would you say? It's about 215 yards to hit the fence maybe yeah and the net's it, probably about 50 60 70 feet high maybe at the most and it's just right. a little nylon net right that's it and, yeah uh, you're you're gonzo if you're a member and you hit it over there they tell you to leave right you're done it's it's tough it's it's uh, not but a you good do thing. get to brag a little bit it was great i mean this is um his game is so so here's a fun little um uh, we'll call it a, a bitch that he had out on the course. He's playing with Sandy Tatum and they have a, he was his uh, elderly friend from the USGA and uh, they'd have a match all the time. And they, you know, with strokes and everything, you know, so it, it was, a you know, they were, they, they were like everybody, they would play good, you know, matches. And uh, so we get to 13 and, and they go, uh, he, uh, what, how far is this? Like uh, 200 and uh, 20 or something. Like, yeah. It was like 215 or something. He's like, yeah, the pins back left. It, 
these courses, you know, he was bitching at but he was like, uh, it's like the 16th shot hole, six, 13 West, like the 16th shot hole. So he's a four point, he's a five, a, four, a plus four, a plus five. So he's got to take a stroke off his scorecard before he even gets on the tee. And it's a 215 yard with a back left pin. He's hitting a four iron, three iron. And he's just like, you know, what chance do I have? We're going to ask you the question we ask everybody else. You're a pretty competent golfer. Forget about three East that's already taken. Now you got seven par threes at Wingfoot. Which one would you choose to make par or better for a thousand bucks for a large sum of money? I had a three East is out. So yeah. uh, I have to make a three or better. Um, um, it wouldn't be uh, 13 East. It wouldn't be seven East. <laughs> <laughs> it, would be, um, it would be seven West. It, it people underestimated or something because it's a tiny bit more popped up green or, or it's really not, there's not a big hill, but the popped up green. And I don't, I don't know if you noticed this, but it's the bit, it's the most fat hit shot at Wingfoot, like the divots on that tee box because the right shoulder dropped because people try to let, you know, get it up on top of that uh, a hill. So it is, it has a little bit of a trick to it, you know, so it's not the easiest, but one of the jobs I had, in the early years during outings, which was one of the greatest jobs of all time, was holding one viewer, watcher. So I had seven West a lot, you know, for some reason. They would go out and go said, I'd get out there at eight in the morning. They 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 wouldn't even get I'd bring a ball and a putter. I put for I putted seven West one summer, like probably 30, 40 hours. I'm, I'm not exaggerating. See any hole in ones in your life out there live? Most oh, yeah, many, I, right? Um, I've seen a few, um, but one of my quirky kind of things is uh, one year I caddied for um, a hole-in-one on three west, and it was uh, Tom O'Malley Sr. I know, I remember the players. And, and that Thursday, I, I caddied for, I had, I caddied for a hole-in-one on 13 west with Tom Lynette, um senior so uh three and 13 timeline time time so um five years later you know a few years later i uh, had a hole in a lady had a hole in one on three east on a tuesday i because i checked the book i'm like going oh wow uh dana uh Fugazi. so i'm caddying on thursday and made that one loop that day and sure enough he had a hole in one on 13 east so three and 13 tuesday and thursday um it was a lot of it was fun when that went in i was just like oh my god it took me about a day i was like oh. it was a tuesday and thursday of one week but they were five years apart you know like something like that wow so tuesday's the day to go out with martin yeah. <laughs> or thursday yeah, i brought up your brother neil the other day because uh somebody putted from it was a little bit more than the the average uh, putt from the fairway <laughs> oh i go an ode to neil reagan <laughs> as <laughs> neil used to say i'm comfortable from 150 yards so. uh, so one of the favorite things I uh, did when we were caddying was uh, we caddy stay. We had a caddy stay and we had a tournament. It was called the Doobie Open. They've got a, if they're playing up on one east and they hit it down the right side over that bunker and it's dry, there's a chance to get on one east. They go over the out of bounds on five east to try to get on, right? Ten. Oh, yeah. Uh, nine. I've seen them come close to nine. They just take it down the whole way. And if they carry the fairway, they get down to the front. 10, 11, of course. Mike Gilmar once had a drive with me like that. He, he carried it. I was like, where is he going down there? And it bounced to the rough. He was right in front of the green. Uh, he, he, uh, he drove 15 east. That's a hard believe. enough green to hold with a nine iron, let alone a driver. 
with all the um, uh, camera phones and stuff, did anybody have a, a video of that? Like, I know it was, I'm not, I'm not calling him on that, but wow. I, I have my own video because I was standing at the white oh, really? key watching it, Mike, and he saw it go on the green and he was below the hole. One of the, the great stories I heard like years ago was uh, uh, Lynette and Stoniger playing in the Anderson. And Lynette hit a good drive. He hit, the, he hit, he hit three with first. He hit, I think he hit, he hit the fairway. Um, and I think he hit a three. What hole are we on? Six West. Six West. And so um, Stoniger pulls out the three wood and he goes, no, no, I'm in the fairway. You can go for it. And he goes, I am. I am going for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> round of golf you ever saw at Wingfoot East or West. Uh, gross. Oh, oh, Hans Albertson. Yeah, I saw Hans yeah. Albertson. Yeah, no, I saw him the year before he was beaten by uh, was beaten in the semifinals on the 12th hole by oh, a name Timmy Connors. Timmy and Connors. That, it was incredible. That would that might have been that. Um, that was the now that you brought that up. He he was um, he knocked. He was hitting. He had two pins on the first. He was hitting pins. And if he wasn't, <laughs> then he was knocking. It's like six feet and eight feet. He was That's another piece of junk. I was like this. I was like, oh, my God, this was like a brute. It was unbelievable how like on fire he was like he would he would have beaten 99 percent of all golfers all in the world on that day. I um, mean, I caddied for him in the Met M at uh, Quaker Ridge and he shot 64, which is a course record at the time, a competitive course record. And he had a putt for 63, uh, a little it just slid by the hole. He knocked it like eight feet, maybe uh, he could have shot 63. And all I remember was just having six, seven, eight footers all day long on Quaker Ridge from the back to, you know, like, so that was probably the best I, I had ever caddied for a course record, you know, like that was uh, pretty cool. What do you think about uh, what's going on? The, the whole courses have been updated or restored and so forth. Has it been a learning process for you because it's so oh. different, right? Oh, without a doubt. The greens, you know, they've, they've, they're, you know, they're different or they, you know, like, so even if they restored them back to the original, that well, they're not what they were for the 25, last 25 years, you know, so there's definitely cuts that have to, you know, like the bunker might've been, or the mound near the bunker, of course, the edge of the green is going to be a uh, higher too. So you're, you're definitely, and that's where they put the pins all the time on the sides. So uh, yeah, they're just definitely learning um, uh, new learning experiences, which is fun. It's great. You know, uh, it's a great thing, or you have to read every putt there. I, I, I just don't even, I don't believe in the, which way does this go? You know, like, you know, uh, I have to look, I mean, I, I'm in scrambles and, and I please do not put the ball down, you know, three inches on the other side of that tape. <laughs> I read the putt for you. This putt is inside, right from here. Yeah. You put the ball that you put the ball that over there. That might be uh, you know, a half a ball outside the inch. You know, not, not inside. Much difference, yeah. Like I mean, and so that's how uh, Wingfoot Greens are. And uh, you eliminate and, and then, one west, and you eliminate thirteen east because we've had this discussion. Those are obviously too hard greens to read and putt. What are the of the other thirty four holes? What do you think is the hardest green to read? One of the areas I have, like, uh, it always, I scratch my head is, um, excuse me, 11 West, when the pin is down in front, and you put down, sometimes if the pin, if the pin, there's, not only is the ball move, you can move the cup, one day they put the cup here, and then the next day a little bit over, and then the puck goes this way, and the other day it goes this way, you know, so that that area always um and uh 15 West in the mid portion, I I have, like, uh, there's a putt that I know, 
I read it and it's the only thought that I ever that I've ever had that I don't see this but I know it goes two cups left to right. I told, I said, I don't see that. Like I, I, I see, I see inside, right. Even after knowing what it does, optical illusion, you know, tilling ass will have a mound over here that makes you look like that's what you see. That's what you see. But there's a tiny mound over here where your ball is going to be. That's what's going to get affected. The pot's going to affect. So uh, uh, the greens are fabulous every day. They're like, you know, let's, let's check these out. And the speeds change. One thing that I like, but you do is you'll go down the line and you'll go like this here and then it over here. And in other words, you don't just say play the cup sometimes. You'll show the 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 vision of the way the putt should look. And I think with wing, like I saw some of these golf courses recently, maybe it was the one in Mexico that they maybe they ever played before, but it was right to left a cup uh 15 feet. They're making everything because it was it was their strokes are pure and they're never a double break. There's never a triple break, right? Greens were pure. Wingfoot, I don't think there's never not like there. There is always I give this read a, a thousand times every I, this putt breaks right to left. But at the very end, it's going to go back a little bit the other way. That is every read or, or you know, it's the opposite left to right. But, but there's never there's very rarely do I say, oh, this is a pure right to left or, oh, you know, you know, all the way, you know, like it, it's unreal. Yeah. I've had so many caddies tell me, but it straightens out at the end. Any parting thoughts or questions for Martin? No, just appreciation. I, I I love you sharing all this. Your expertise is clear. Your love of the course is clear. Your love of your job is clear. It comes across when I see you at the club all the time. You don't do many loops for me, which is smart. <laughs> Although it'd be easy for you because I use a cart most of the time. I see that. I, I, I'm getting older. I might be uh, maybe <laughs> leaning that way. Anytime. I got all room. Right. I'd love to, Bill. I don't know. Another Collins, I, you know. If it was another Tom Collins, they might have to put me to sleep. So, uh, you know, uh, when my dad and uh, first started caddy and he introduced himself uh, to Gene and he said, I'm Pat Collins. He goes, uh, Collins, uh, you bet you have a, a brother named Tom Collins. And he goes, hey, Tommy, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining Billy us Casper, today. Billy Horner. We really appreciate your Double feedback. Indemnity. And please. Marky. Subscribe to Two the show Adder. and hit Claude the bell Harmon. icon so you get notified Movie classics. of new episodes. Mark Gable. Hit them hard job. and hit them off. That's 36 holes.